just get started, just get going, figure things out along the way, but just focus on why you're building your company, the mission of your company, why it's so important, why people need this. Are you solving a problem? Like who are you inspiring, helping, making an impact with, and just focusing on your community and building that. Kaylee Christina is the co-founder and COO of ClearStem, a non-toxic, anti-aging, and anti-acne skincare line. Kaylee and her co-founder, Danielle, met when Kaylee sought treatment for her severe cystic acne at the San Diego Acne Clinic. After doing their due diligence, Kaylee and Danielle discovered that products marketed to treat cystic acne actually caused more damage than they helped. So they set out to fix the problem and launched ClearStem. Coming up, why Kaylee feels you should stay focused on your business and your business only. The timeline it took to hit their stride in brand building. You'll hear about marketing strategies that delivered big results for ClearStem and the secrets to a successful business partnership and how Kaylee and Danielle strengthened and transformed their communication style. And finally, Kaylee shares the key to success when bootstrapping your business. This is the Entrepreneurista Podcast presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must hear real life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done and what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Kaylee, I am so excited to sit down and have this conversation with you today because I feel like we have become Instagram friends over the past few weeks, following each other, seeing all the incredible things that you are doing with your business. And I also have to congratulate you on winning an Entrepreneur So 100 award. But thank you for being here. I cannot wait to learn all about your journey and story. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun, all the hype the last two weeks with not only the awards, but getting ready for the in-person luncheon and celebrating and finally getting to meet you and all the amazing other members of the Entrepreneurista community. I'm truly so excited. Well, I want to hear all about the history of how you actually started your business. But before we dive in there, did you always know growing up that you wanted to have your own business one day? It's so funny reflecting back on this because us as entrepreneurs, like it's so much internal growth, right? So it's a lot of like reflecting and analyzing and like why we make the decisions we make. And so growing up, most of my family are actually educators, are teachers. My dad's a college professor. My mom's a high school chemistry teacher. And so it was never really a thought of mine that I would be an entrepreneur. Also growing up in Pittsburgh, everyone's families that I knew owned their own company. It was like construction companies, landscaping companies. They owned the engineering companies that made parts for construction companies because it's such a blue collar steel town. But there was no like product-based entrepreneurs, branding entrepreneurs. Like there was literally none of that. So it wasn't even in my scope of knowledge that that was possible. So I always thought you know, I'd, I'd work in the corporate world, work for a brand one day. But it, at the time, like, because there's, there's obviously such an fluctuation, like there's, there's such a hype around like owning your own company now. And, and it's really fun. But I feel like that didn't exist when I was growing up. But looking back on it, it's so funny, because I was always doing lemonade stands, and not just like your basic lemonade stand, I would like, rummage through my parents' pantry and like have all different snacks for people to buy, soda, 
one time accidentally when I was 10 years old, obviously didn't know it all, but I'm like rummaging through my parents, like second refrigerator in the basement. And I pulled out like beer and like Mike's hard lemonades and put it at my lemonade stand because I was like, oh, adults <laughs> will want this. Then, yeah. All the upsells. Like, really creative, <laughs> right? All the upsells getting real, you know, meeting the customer where they are. What adult wants like lemonade, like they want a beer. So. Yeah. <laughs> or Mike's hard so lemonade, sure. I exactly. Oh my gosh. All those like spritzers and coolers and those things. And my next door neighbor like went to my parents and was like, um, do your daughter is like selling beer on the couch on like the corner of the street. And it was so funny because my parents were like, love the creativity. This is amazing, but it's illegal. So like, let's come up with some other ideas. So I was doing that. I was like putting up flyers all around my neighborhood that I would like clean people's houses. I babysat a ton and I would come up with these like really fun like craft boxes that I would build to like make babysitting like even more fun. I, when I was like nine years old, I built this whole makeshift carnival in our backyard where I found all of these different yard games and stuff and I set them all up. And then I had like toys, some of my toys and stuffed animals as prizes. And I would literally sell those like red ripoff tickets to neighborhood yeah. kids to come and play the games and then like take my toys as prizes. <laughs> so like doing all of this as a kid. So, so funny to look back on. Clearly there's are always an entrepreneurial spirit. As I went to college, graduated college, got a corporate job. As I started to get a little bit older, I always had a feeling like I know I'm going to start something. It was inside of me, but I knew the idea and passion would come to me in full force at some point. And I was willing to be patient until that opportunity came to me. And I was like, I'll know it's it when I feel it, when I see it. And that's what happened. I was patient and really like the worlds collided. I have an amazing co-founder, Danielle, and it worked out in a beautiful partnership. Tell me that aha moment when the idea hit you. Yeah. So I was 24, struggling with really, really bad cystic acne. I was working in the corporate world at the same time. I've always been really passionate about wellness. I was an athlete when I was younger and very quickly made the connection of, you know, even in high school, like what I ate that day for lunch affected how I felt later at practice or a tournament or at a game. And so it was always something that I very much paid attention to. So I went back to school to get my degree in holistic nutrition just at, online while I was working a corporate job. And at the, at the same time, I was struggling with really, really bad bright red cystic acne. I'd recently got off birth control, kind of was one of those worst case scenarios for people. Now there's a ton of support and education mm -hmm. of how to mitigate that. There's so many different amazing courses that people have built, like breaking up with birth control and how to support your body. At this time, there was none of those resources. It wasn't talked about anywhere on social media. When you look up like how to balance your hormones, it would come up like all oh, the medical websites and be like, take birth control. And that was like the only thing. So I was really struggling with this. I was going to every doctor, dermatologist you could possibly find. And the only solutions that were given to me was go back on birth control, go on antibiotics or go on Accutane. Um, I think ev everyone's body is their own personal choice, but due to all the research that I had personally done and the the path I wanted to take my body in, it, it wasn't the right decisions for my body for any of those. I view them very much as band-aid approaches and covering up symptoms without getting to the root cause. And I'm just a very passionate human about getting to the root cause of anything, even in like 
communication with like a significant other business partner. Like if someone's, you know, irritated about something and communication isn't matching up, I always want to get to like the root cause of like, okay, what are you actually saying? Am I not hearing it right? So like root cause of everything is my approach and curiosity. So I was trying to figure this out and this was like months and months and months. My skin was getting worse and I didn't want to leave the house every single day. My face looked disfigured by like how aggressive the acne was. And it was really it just killed my confidence. I couldn't figure it out. I'm trying all different skincare, all different diets. Like I'm doing everything that I thought was right based on like Googling and trying to do research. And there's just these resources didn't exist at the time. There's a lot better ones out there now. And some like amazing women, again, building these programs and like dedicating their lives on social media to educate about these things. And it's so beautiful to see now, but this was like eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And so one last Google search, because I was so close to going in Accutane. Gosh, I like really didn't want to, but I, I was like, I feel like I've actually tried everything. So one last Google search, a pop San Diego acne clinic. And that is the acne clinic that my co-founder Danielle owns. So I met with her and I happened to be her last client of the day. So we literally spent three hours together. We spent an hour and a half before she even touched my face to do extractions and a facial and everything to help with the acne. And I learned about all of these acne nuances that were not talked about anywhere. And still to this day, like we're doing a ton of, like one of our main brand ethos is education. We always say like our first product is education, even though we do Mm -hmm. have like 15 products, but like our leading one is education for people. And no one was talking about this. And I'll just give you a quick example of a nuance so you can kind of understand where I'm at with this. So over supplementation of vitamin D, zinc and B12. And again, the key in this is over supplementation, excess of these amounts actually triggered excess testosterone production. And so over supplementing with these supplements trigger hormonal acne. Wow. So like a lot of times women are like, oh my gosh, I had this really bad hormonal acne, but they're actually over supplementing with these because it's in a high amount in their multivitamin. Maybe they're taking a standalone vitamin D because someone random told them like, this is very much not referring to you getting blood work done and being told to take a certain amount. I'm talking about like the trial and error we do to our bodies all the time with supplements. <laughs> and it's like, oh, someone told me I have to take vitamin D. Someone told me I have to take this. And then it's in like a beverage that you're drinking. The amount of times I've seen absurd amounts of B12 and things like. How do you know what the right amounts are? Is it different based on weight and? The general range, because if you turn over a supplement bottle, like the, the nutrition facts basically on the back end will have percentage of your RDV, which is recommended daily value. And so you want to be around 100 150% of your RDV, right? It's like 100% of what you should be having every day. But you turn some of these over and B12 will say 40,000%. RDV, I kid you not. If anyone's drinking an energy drink or taking a B12 supplement or a focus supplement or anything like that, like a cognitive support, turn it over and look at that RDV. It's like really aggressive. I've seen vitamin D like 7,000%. And if you're someone who's acne prone and can be triggering hormonal acne in this way, the safe zone is usually between like a hundred and three hundred percent and anything over that can be causing hormonal acne. So um, and again, it's a little bio-individual, bio-individual, but that's like generically speaking. And then what we've seen for people. So I was like doing all the wrong things. I didn't know about pore clogging ingredients. I didn't like not one time did I go to the dermatologist and they were like, 
maybe your moisturizer or foundation is poor clogging ingredients and that's aggressively causing your acne. No one had said that. And like, so I you meet with no Danielle and in three hours she <laughs> tells you everything yeah, you've been looking I'm for like, for years. Oh my God. Yes, everything. So we found out I had like 12 different acne triggers going on. I remove all of them. At the time she was formulating what was now, what is now our very first serum we ever launched, our Selvernew, but she was just starting formulation with it. And we were like geeking out over it and doing, getting lab samples together and um, ended up loving it. And then we kind of just came to this realization that we were like, wow, there's so much information here combining all of my education within the holistic health space, all of Danielle's information as it pertains to acne that no one's talking about. Plus, this product that could turn into a massive line that's helping with acne and aging at the same time while being in the clean beauty space. Because historically, you have acne products that mm-hmm. age your skin faster because they're drying, they destroy your skin barrier, they make you more sun sensitive. So a lot of the harsh acne products actually make your skin age faster and get deeper, more aggressive wrinkles. And then you have a lot of anti-aging products that are filled historically filled with pore clogging ingredients causing you to break out. So we're like, why don't we create a line that does both at the same time? Did you decide this at your first uh, appointment or was this a progression? (laughs) Definitely not. It was such a progression. At first, it was just like such a passion project together. Like Danielle was creating the serum. I'm hearing this education. I'm like, wow, like more people need to know this education. Um, And so we're like testing the lab samples for months. And then at some point, I think I was like, I like to make this like applicable for everyone that's listening. So if someone's like, wow, I kind of have like an idea with someone or I have an idea. And like, do we talk about just jumping into business right away? Like, like how do we navigate this? So basically what happened was like, we're having fun, just like testing products together, um, talking about all this information that no one knows. I was building a, so- a plat- social media platform at a time and a blog. So I'm like, let me start writing about this. Like, I want to write about these acne nuances. Started getting a lot of feedback from people just loving the information. And then Danielle was where I, I was working a full-time job. Danielle was working in the clinic like seven days a week at this point, like in her beginning stages. And so I was like, well, I'm like such a figure it out girl. Like truly, I'm <laughs> like, I can just like, I'll figure things out. So I'm like, let me help you with like the packaging and the labeling and like, cause we decided on a formulation. So I'm like doing all this research and like, I ordered those blue cobalt dropper bottles with if anyone has like a serum or stuff, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I got some like college students to design a label for us, got it printed out, um, would hand stick the labels on hand, fill everything. And she was just selling it in her clinic. And then I'm like, well, let's get like a website going for this. Like I can figure out how to build a website. So um, figure out just how to build a Shopify store. Danielle had a client who was like an Amazon guru. So we had him put us on Amazon. We blew up a bit on Amazon at the time because we have stem cells in our product, which is really good for scar damage and wrinkle regeneration. And so at the time we were the only product, I mean, again, this was like six years ago, we were the only product on Amazon and had really, really high quality stem cells and Basically, all the products on Amazon were like those really sketchy skincare ones like six, seven years ago, where it was like, you did not want to buy skincare on Amazon. Now it's like all the big brands are on it. But the time we were the only brand that kind of stood out as like a legit brand. So we were able to make a good amount of revenue from that to like help build out our website and purchase more inventory because we bootstrapped the company. And so as we were just kind of creating and building all of this, I think one day I was like, 
Danielle, I feel like we should like talk about this and like make this official. And she was like, yeah. So we met with a lawyer and we like just hashed out all the details and got our, you know, got our co-founder partnership, got our business made official. We LLC'd it. We're now an S Corp, but we had just gone through that process, met with a lawyer and, and there it was clear stem. (laughs) Wow, I love hearing these founder origin stories and how these businesses came to be. And I really see, you know, from talking to so many entrepreneurs over the years, like when you have a passion for something, you just don't let anything stand in your way. And you've created something that is solving such a big problem for so many people. What was it like for you Thank when you. you started getting feedback from your customers? It was really great. What I think we did really well, and I want to share this for everyone listening, is we didn't put extreme expectations on ourselves and didn't let any outside judgment's not the right word, like outside perception affect us. Like we weren't looking at other brands and having that feeling like, oh, we're not them. Oh, we're not as big as them. We just honestly put blinders on and we're so focused on our value, our brand mission, what we were building. And I feel like I've always had the perspective of like brands take a really long time to grow. Like there's a lot of brands that you think like quote blew up overnight and then you Google it and you found out like they've been around for 10 years and it's like all of that compounding work. They finally hit their stride. Like we've been around for six years and we've just really hit our stride in the last year and a half. So it was all that building and figuring things out ahead of time that put us in the right place of like, wow, everything's working now. And then it's kind of a snowball effect from there. And so I just really want everyone to be mindful of stay in your zone when you're building. And you can look at other brands for like inspiration and encouragement of and like, wow, I'm going to get there one day. But don't look at as a negative, like, I'm not that or my branding's not where I want it quite yet. Like, just get started, just get going, figure things out along the way, but just focus on why you're building your company, the mission of your company, why it's so important, why people need this. Are you solving a problem? Like who are you inspiring, helping, making an impact with, and just focusing on your community and building that. Such great advice. And I could not agree anymore. Up next, you'll hear how Kaylee knew it was time to bring on her first hire. Kaylee, I want to hear more about your co-founder relationship with Danielle and any advice that you can share on how you both divide and conquer. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because again, I'm I'm such like I mentioned before, such a curious person and I like observing the way like other people's relationships are and I've seen co-founder relationships flourish and I've seen them go really south. So, I think what's really important for Danielle and I, we actually weren't quote friends before we started the business. As you guys heard in the, like in the founder story, like we met cause I was one of her clinic patients. And then we developed a relationship based on our passion for wellness and making an impact and educating and realizing we had two very different skill sets, but the same mission and goal. And it's because we were asked on a podcast a few weeks ago, they were like, what is it like working, like as it starting a business with a best friend? I'm like, we weren't best friends when we started. <laughs> we are, of course, like friends now. And she's like one of my most treasured relationships ever. And so like, honestly, closer than friends really is our relationship because we're talking all day, every day, 
all the things. So it, it's so amazing. But I think it actually helped that we weren't friends starting a business together. I don't necessarily suggest that to people. I think if it really feels right and it, if it really works, go for it. But it's kind of like that whole hiring family, muddying the waters. It's a very different relationship, a friendship versus a co-founder business partner, extremely different. You have to have really difficult conversations, learn to not take things personally, be in each other's zone of genius, support each other in very different, unique ways. So I'd say for the first couple of years, Danielle and I did such a good job. We were really wearing all a million different hats, but as we've grown and hired and the risks become bigger, like writing way bigger inventory checks, scary amounts. <laughs> yeah, the risk gets higher, the intensity, the demand, the push on our bandwidth, like bringing more people onto the team means not only Danielle and I have, uh, Danielle and I's relationship and communication has to be so dialed in as the team looks at it. And, you know, it can feel unsafe for them if they see a very hostile co-founder mm-hmm. relationship, like employees need to feel safe in their, in their job and who they're working for. And so it's not only important for our team, but the growth of our company. So there was a time about two years ago where, you know, we, it was just a lot of changes and scaling and growth with Clearsome and new things that we had never encountered that Danielle and I were feeling a lot more tension and a lot more like I don't want to say it's in a negative way, but like a little snappy towards each other mm-hmm. because we were both under so much pressure and, and we didn't know how to communicate it in the right way. So we hired this amazing executive coach slash therapist and he taught us like how to hear each other, how to acknowledge and support each other, how to get to the root of what someone's actually saying. Like, are you hearing what the way they're me- meaning it to actually come across? Are they like, we're all triggered by things from our childhood all the time in, in relationships <laughs> and whether it's romantic friendships, work relationships, stuff like that. And so like, where are we maybe being triggered from some of our deepest fears that's coming out with each other? And we learned all of this and it has transformed our, like our relationship. It's also like transformed the relationship we have with others because mm-hmm. now we have this new skill set of communication. And Danielle, like Danielle and I's co-founder relationship is so rock solid because of that. So I highly suggest anyone going into a, a co-founder relationship with anyone that like it's so important to invest in this. It's like one of the most important investments, truly. I am with you. Courtney and I did the same early on. And I, you know, we wish we had done it even sooner. We just didn't know, you know, when you're first starting a business, you don't know, like, you must invest in a business coach or business, we called our business coach, our business therapist, too, because that's, you know, what they do. And learning how to communicate with each other is so important and being sure that you can have these, you know, fierce conversations and uncomfortable conversations from the beginning, because, oh, they will definitely happen because there's ups and downs every day in business. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, and it's, if you're not someone that's really comfortable with conflict, or maybe you're someone who is really comfortable in conflict, and that can sometimes trigger people because Mm -hmm. they get defensive from Mm -hmm. it. It's, it's just learning how to not trigger the defensiveness in people. So you can actually have an amazing conversation about what each other means and, and, and what they're thinking. Absolutely. So tell me about some of the early days starting the business and what didn't go well when you first started? Because I think, you know, we see with, you know, all of these brands on Instagram, everything looks so beautiful. It looks like it was an overnight success as you were talking about. But I know early on starting out, it's not that easy. 
No, it's so scrappy. It's, I look back, I have old like videos and pictures from the early days. And this was like, the early days are actually before Instagram stories even existed. It's when people were like storing on Snapchat essentially. Mm -hmm. So I've like grainy old Snapchat videos, boomerangs of things when we were like boomeranging everything, (laughs) all these old pictures, horrible lighting. Um, But it's so funny. The beginning days were really scrappy, figuring it all out. What Since we are bootstrapped, the one thing we've always done is operated very lean and we don't hire until we physically have the money to do so. And when Danielle and I are at our bandwidth with something that's taking us out of our zone of genius where mm-hmm. our time can be better spent. And this other part that can be hired out allows us to stay in our zone of genius that grows the company in the ways that it needs to, needs to grow. So beginning days, oh my gosh. So I was ordering the cobalt blue bottles with, with the droppers from on like contain, it was like the website's like container and packaging.com. <laughs> and then, um, ordering labels. There wasn't even like cool label sites like they have now or sticker sites. They like all the cool things now. It was like a basic roll label. It was, um, and I would have to self apply all of them. We'd get our chemist to send us gallon jugs of our cell renew serum that we would hand fill seal. And then I had like a $30 label maker plugged into my laptop that Shopify just like links up to. So I'd have to click and print every individual order on the website and like mark fulfilled, put it on a bubble mail- mailer. To, and I was mailing out stuff like once a week at the time. Cause I'd like wait until we got enough for once a week, do it. And then like literally carrying these massive bags to <laughs> the like UPS store and dropping everything off. And that went on for two years truly two years because I was still working my full-time job because we were investing all of our money back into inventory. I was running our social accounts. Danielle was formulating, working with the chemist, but Danielle was full-time in the clinic and I had a full-time job. So we were doing this in all other waking hours. For two full years. Over the weekends for two full years. Yeah. When Um, did you make that decision? It's time. I have to leave this corporate job to focus on this full-time. Yeah. Once we started making enough money where I could leave my job and I did take a pay cut, but I could leave my job with a comfortable livable salary. So again, it's still lower than I was making, but it was enough where I could pay rent, my car payment, have food, like the, the basics. Sorry, a, a livable, the basics, yeah. <laughs> basic livable income. Danielle actually didn't because she stayed in the clinic to keep making money that way, which is also supporting our business so much right. too. So I left my full-time job. And then at that point, we also got a fulfillment center and warehouse. So the fulfillment center is where we send all of our bulk product from our chemist, send all the bottles. They fill everything through machines there. They seal it. They box it up. They send it to our shipping warehouse that would then connect with Shopify and send out all of our orders for us. So the filling at this point, when I left my job, the filling and the warehouse shipping was off of my plate. So that was great. But then the next like roadblock to come up was the customer service emails were insane because at this point, like it's shipping from a warehouse. So everyone, like things go wrong. We're selling a lot more at this point. So my whole days were like customers being like, I entered in the wrong address. Like, 
oh, I need a camp. Oh, I need a refund. Oh, I need this, that. My whole day is literally spent answering customer service emails. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm because I, I was able to, I wasn't able to get any work done to actually grow the company. I was just being so reactive. Yep. And so Danielle and I were like, okay, let's hire someone to oversee customer experience and customer service. So it was actually our first hire. Um, how did you find that person? And how did social? How did you find the customer service person? Yeah, so, and how did you know they were the right fit? Because that is like the, I mean, both customer service and social, like it's the voice of your company. And I know as a founder, like passing that over to someone to be that voice from this business you've created is so hard. How did you find the right people? Yeah. So our customer service manager we hired was actually a VA. So we, we didn't hire anyone full-time for the first four years, full, full-time. Um, everyone was like contract workers, VA partners, stuff like that. So she was a VA that was really, really familiar with the brand and knew it and used it. And then we could coach her into how to respond. So there was a big learning curve in the beginning. Cause she'd be like, how do I respond to this one, that one. And then with social, we first outsourced to a boutique agency. So not one of those agencies that cost you like $7,000 a month to run your social. It's absurd. <laughs> like it was a great like boutique, like lower price point. And actually our, um, our person that handled our social media account in those beginning days, she's still our social media manager. And we've awesome. now like hired people under us. So she's been with us since the very, very beginning. And she also was one of Danielle's clinic patients had gone through acne herself and used ClearStem. So everyone on our team has an acne journey so they can be mm -hmm. really empathetic with the customer and one with the customer and they, they've been there. And of course, everyone uses the products, but that's definitely a huge part of our brand ethos. But those were the first two hires while I was still taking like a really, really low salary. So we were able to buy inventory and pay these first two employees. I know you mentioned earlier that it wasn't until about two years ago that you really hit scale after all of this building that you had been doing over the years. What was that pivotal moment that took you from where you were when you first started to where you are now? There's a couple big pivotal moments as far as like getting in front of a lot of customers, but a lot of it was everything just started working. Like the compounding effect of building for four years and for the first few years, we didn't pay any performance marketing. So no ads, no anything. So then for a while, like when we did start running ads and we hired someone to run ads for us, we were making a lot of changes and improvements to our website, focusing on like SEO and landing page optimization and making sure we're talking to the customer in the right way, having everything on social really dialed in, building out our ambassador program a lot more, which is essentially like our influencer marketing program, mm -hmm. but it's beyond just the traditional influencer marketing. Like they're truly like a part of the ClearSim family. Like we do so much with them and tons of education stuff. And Danielle and I do stuff with them. And it's, it's a really supportive partnership and they make commission on sharing about the product, but we're very intentional. Like we've interviewed every single person before they come on as an ambassador. We make sure that they like have used the product for a while, love it, actually want to share it with people because it's changed their life in some way. Mm -hmm. So we're very intentional about who comes on board for that. And so the compounding of all of this, it's just like, it started to be a snowball effect. It really did because the net gets wider and wider as you're working on all of these things. And then after that, we had a really big inflection point about a year, like a year and a half slash a year ago, because we went on a couple really large podcasts. Like we went on 
Skinny Confidential podcast, the Almost 30 podcast, Dr. Will Coles, and all of these were, were within like a six month period of time. And that really grew like our customer acquisition, like got us in front of a lot of new people. And then the compounding effect of having like a really good retention, um, customer retention, and just building a community. And we were doing all the right things to build community once we bring those new customers on was really important. What are some of the things you do to build the community once they come on board as customers? A big part of it is education. Like we're the first ones to say like skincare products don't solve all your skin issues. It There are internal and external causes. The external causes of acne are the pore clogging ingredients. So you got to remove all of those from any products and find acne safe, non-pore clogging alternatives, which we recommend to people. We share brands, we share products. So people are like, you know, what foundation do I use? Here's, here's a great one that we found is acne safe. And so just not being elusive or like gatekeeping any information from anyone. Like we share about other brands that share our same ethos all of the time. Mm -hmm. We're like, Oh, here's a great snack brand. Here's a great this, that, like just sharing so many resources to help better the lives of everyone. Um, so we're very open with sharing recommendations for everything. We have created a lot of education about the internal root causes so people can really get to the root cause of their acne. So Danielle and I will host master classes. We have a great blog, skincare learning center, aka our blog on our website. We've built all of our landing pages to be valuable. Our skin quiz that gives you recommended products also has so much information on the root cause of acne, like things beyond purchasing products, like actually what's going to help. And so putting a huge focus on Things that don't necessarily drive you revenue, but they actually do in the long term because mm -hmm. they build trust and loyalty with people. So a lot of free education that improves the lives of others builds so much trust and loyalty. It creates you as an authority figure in the space and helping people. And naturally, that makes people, if the products work and they do an amazing job, which ClearStem does, it's going to want to make them yeah. keep using it. Yeah. Ultimately, you definitely have to have a, a good product for sure. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Good product mixed with like so much free education and value that you're bringing beyond. So you're not just pushing products on people. Definitely such a good strategy. Coming up, learn about their big mistake that turned into a big opportunity. All right, Kaylee, I am going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. So the first word or words that come to your mind, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. Describe yourself in three words. Loving, empathetic, and creative. What is your favorite app on your phone that you cannot live without? Oh, you know what? I love the Flow app. I have been love in the last year. I have been loving understanding my cycle and what my body needs at every point. Sorry, I know this is rapid fire, but I feel like I have to share this with people because this has been such a revelation for me. And probably a lot of women listening have started to see a lot of education on social about this, but it's taught me to appreciate my body in so many ways. So just like quick example, like that week before your period, you know, we're, we're bloated. We don't feel our best versus like ovulation. We're like, I'm on fire. Like, <laughs> like uh, that, but that week before our period, our digestion actually shuts down during that time. So foods that we'd normally eat during the rest of the month, we eat that week before our period and we feel bloated and we feel gross. Our energy levels sink, like hormones are plummeting, which, which, you know, when estrogen and progesterone are plummeting, 
we don't have that like hustle gung ho energy that we have during ovulation where we're like, wow, I'm so focused. I'm so on. We're actually not very focused and not very on during that time. We're really lethargic and tired and need more sleep and our bodies need different food. Our bodies hold on to fat a little bit more too. So you might feel like a little more just like fluffy and like a little softer during that time versus ovulation. Things just like tighten up a little bit more and you like see more muscle definition sometimes. But instead of like beating myself up about any of that, I just have learned to love it and be like, wow, how amazing in it that like as women, like we are warriors. Like our bodies can handle so much. We go through a million hormone fluctuations. We have like literally multiple personalities because of it, like all different emotions throughout the month. But like it allows us to have such superpowers. Like we can multitask. We're creative. Like we just have like we can, we, we're so empathetic. We feel other people's energy, like with communication in different ways. So we have all these superpowers that wouldn't exist without it. So I've, I've learned to love where I'm at in my cycle, but the understanding of that has, has helped me learn to love it. All right. Thank you for sharing all of that. That's yes. Flow app. We will link out to that in the show notes for sure. What is your favorite business tool or solution that's helped you grow your business? So our project management tool that we use for our entire team, we do everything on Monday. There's a mm-hmm. lot of other really good ones too. So I'm not saying like Monday is necessarily the best, but that's just, you know, we're not switching at this point. So it's, it's a great tool for us. It's been really helpful getting everyone on our team on the same page and get things done in a more efficient and more communicative way. I can't believe we operated for so long without a project management tool. Right? I'm like, what were we doing before? Now that like I think we see everything and tasks can be created, it's yeah, it's in that's flow. what happens to everyone once someone introduces you, like, oh, you should try this project management tool. And you're like, wait, how do we do everything on email and G chats and Google Literally, Sheets before then? So I would forget everything. Like if it didn't get done right away, I'd forget. So it's it's amazing as to keep your thoughts focused, if you bring contract workers, agency partners, anyone else on, it's really helpful to have everyone connected and on on track. Thank you for sharing that. And then final rapid fire question. What is the craziest thing that's happened to you in business? Okay, crazy as in, oh my God, what the hell are we going to do? <laughs> this was back in the beginning days where again, we were like self-filling all the bottles, self-labeling. We had finally placed our largest inventory order we had ever placed. And mind you, this was like 1500 units. Like, but at the time it was like, oh my gosh, this is such a large inventory order for bottles. And it was the very first time that the bottling company, because we finally had a big enough PO that they would put on the labels for us. So I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, it's so annoying to try to apply the labels on evenly. So the shipping company calls me and is like, Hey, we have a huge pallet delivery coming. Like is we can't deliver it to your address. I'm like, what are you talking about? Also, I had no idea what a pallet delivery was. I was like, what's a pallet? Which by the way, it's those like big wooden pallets where there's a ton of boxes on if anyone doesn't know, but I had no idea at the time. And I lived in an apartment complex downtown San Diego. And they're like, yeah, we can't deliver to like a second floor apartment. And I was like, well, why? And they're like, this order is massive. <laughs> and they're like, we need a home address. Um, and I was like, okay. So my only friend at the time that like actually owned a house, like everyone I knew was in apartments was my friend, Laura. She lived about like 30, 35 minutes away. So I was like, I called her quick. I was like, Hey, can I have a huge pallet delivered to your house? So I called them back. I'm like, okay, I have a house you can deliver the pallet to. And they're like, okay, it's now we have to like reschedule delivery for tomorrow. 
Well, we were on a huge time crunch because our product again was selling well on Amazon and we were about to sell out. And if anyone has an Amazon product, you know that you work really hard to be ranked on Amazon. And if you sell out, they punish you and you basically lose all of your rankings and have to start from square one. And as a bootstrapping small business, this was like our literal worst fear. So I'm like, oh my God, like I have to get these units because I have to fill all of them, 1,500 (laughs) to fill all of them and get them to Amazon in time. So I'm like, okay, deep breaths. So next day comes, I drive to my friend Laura's house to be there for the pallet shipment, sign for it. I'm like, okay, cool. I got to fill these. I have to rebox them up. I have to bring them all to like FedEx, UPS and get them shipped out to Amazon super quick. So our labels on our product had this like white iridescent look to them in the beginning. And it's because we overlaid this like magenta color with this like sheer white on top that like created the effect to it. Um, so I open up the bottle and they or open up the packages and they had never printed the white on top. So they like were obnoxiously pink colored. And when I first saw it, I was like, they look awful, right? Because I'm like so used to like the blue and white. And I'm like, this hot pink color on a blue bottle with a black dropper (laughs) bottle to the top. I'm like, this is horrible. And I was like, Amazon isn't going to accept any of this because it has to match all of our product images we had shot on it. And I'm like, what are we going to do? Danielle having me out of the country at the time. So like I wasn't able to call her. And what's funny about this is I was in the very beginning days, I was really big about sharing the growth journey on at the time it was Snapchat, again, stories or no, this was Instagram stories. Yes. I shared on both though. So I shared on stories. I'm like, I explained the situation. I was like, guys, look what just happened. Like, what am I going to do? I was like almost in tears. I get flooded with messages of people being so obsessed with the pink, but I was like, I was so in it that I couldn't see it as like a, a positive when it first yeah. happened. Cause I'm like terrified. And everyone's like, wait, the pink looks so cool. Like, And some people were like, I've never ordered before, but like now that you have the pink label, that's so fun. Like I'm going to purchase my first order. I had a local retailer reach out to us. There's this local matcha cafe that had a wellness section to it that was like all pink. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is holy matcha pink. That was the name of the place. She's like, we'd love to place an order of it to have it in our, in our retail section. And so it ended up being like such an amazing thing. I was able to fill them right away, get them to Amazon, change the imagery on Amazon, but at the, at the time, like it seemed like such an insane thing to happen. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. We're done. <laughs> but because I shared everything and was vulnerable, it ended up turning into like a really cool experience. And now our OG Clear Stem family is literally like, remember the pink bottle fiasco? And I it's, like, see it's it. kind of like a cool <laughs> moment. And I'll find a picture, I'll send it to you. But it was kind of a cool moment in company history, but would have never happened if I didn't share like the ups and the downs that were going on at the time. Look, I think it's so important to share that. And I think also as founders, one of the reasons why, and you were talking about it before, people want to do business with you and buy from you is because they feel connected to you and they want to, you know, buy from brands and founders that they feel connected to and that they trust. And you're helping them by sharing, by sharing your story. And that's why we have this podcast (laughs) to share all of this content so everyone can, can learn from all of these stories. So Exactly. It makes it fun. What's been your biggest learning lesson since starting this business? Never take things personally and just grow your muscle of resiliency and being able to pivot. Like things are always going to go wrong. Truly they are. But instead of seeing them as quote going wrong, just look at it as an opportunity or like, okay, what are we going to move forward now? If this is no longer an option or if this isn't going to work, like what next? Like you don't 
wallow in that and you don't mm-hmm. spend time like playing in victim mode because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was someone's fault, if it was your fault, if you blame someone else, it doesn't matter. Like here's the situation. How do you move on from this? Yep. And that's literally all you should look at and not spend any time or energy like getting into the weeds of of any of the negativity around it. Totally. Do you have a mantra or quote that you live your life by? Always be curious. Literally curiosity is the problem solver to absolutely anything. If someone is, you're viewing it as like passive aggressive or not liking their en- like energy towards anything, like when you can just get curious and give someone empathy about something and not let it affect your energy, it's literally the greatest gift of life. So agree. Well, Kaylee, I feel like I could spend all afternoon talking with you and relate to so much of of what you've shared. And it's so helpful for so many founders to hear your journey and story and all that you've been through. And it's been a long journey to get to this inflection point of where you are today. And it's important for so many to see that you you just got started, you figured it out and and kept going. And now I'm so excited to meet you in person and, and celebrate you at the Entrepreneurista Awards in a week, exactly a week. So yay. I know. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. It's going to be such a fun weekend. Final question for you. What does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? For me, it means that you not only have a responsibility for yourself, but for other people that are now where you used to be. So you get to get to a certain point and your business is growing and flourishing. And now you have a responsibility to like give back and be a mentor and, and really share the, the ups and the downs with people to help, to help guide them. Because honestly, what is life if we're not all like supporting and having fun and growing together? Like that's not fun to do alone. So it's, it's really fun to be able to just help other people and be a resource. And so I, I really think, um, that's what entrepreneurista means to me. Well, you are a true entrepreneurista and exactly what we do and stand for as part of our entrepreneurista league community. So thank you for all you do to, to share and to give back and to help others. Where can everyone find you, follow you on social, buy ClearSTEM products? Where should they head to? <laughs> thank you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kaylee.Christina. You can find ClearSTEM across all social channels, ClearSTEM Skincare, our website, ClearSTEMSkincare.com. And then for everyone listening, you can use code Entreprenista for 15% off our website. Thank you for sharing that code. We will link out to everything in the show notes below. And thank you again, Kaylee, for being here. I'm Stephanie, and this is the best business meeting I've ever had. Hey, thanks for listening and leaving us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to stay in touch with each of you. You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entreprenista.com and connect with us on Instagram at entreprenistas. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead. Mm-hmm.